What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams. And I'm Hunter Jacobs. And you're listening to The Hoob on Nets Podcast. So it's been like 20 days since our last podcast was uploaded, but we are back, and uh, we will be cranking out episodes for you this offseason. This is actually, I guess, the first episode of the official offseason. For the Nets. For the Nets. For the Nets. For the Nets. Uh, The NBA is actually still going on. The Warriors have made the finals for a fourth time or fifth. Fifth fifth in a row for their fourth title in five years on the way. There we go. And uh, the Raptors and Bucks are in a battle to see. So just saying our finals matchup prediction of Warriors-Raptors is still alive. It is. Uh, The Raptors are currently up 3-2, so we very well could have been right. Uh, Just to give you guys some uh, updates, uh, we called – I said – Warriors in five. I also said Warriors in five. But the I thought Dame would get at least one game off, but uh, they ended up getting clapped in four. And, uh, yeah, Dame apparently separated his ribs, which is tragic. Hopefully he gets better soon. And uh, We said Raptors in seven. Still a possibility. Still a possibility, yes. But hopefully the Raptors win in six. And uh, I honestly hope they beat the Warriors. I'm sorry. I'm not a Warrior. I, I'll tell you right now, it's not going to happen for a 100% fact. Will not happen. But I like the, the thought of it happening. And Kawhi, we trust. And Kawhi, I trust. Since we've been gone, the, the, the NBA has obviously gone through the first and second rounds of the playoffs. And uh, what I guess pertains to the Nets... The most would be the lottery, even though they didn't have a lottery pick. But before we get into that, let me just get to the intro. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. You can look up Brooklyn Nets. You can look up Hootball Nets. We are the first people that come up, so make sure you hit that purple subscribe button on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Nets. Uh, tweet at us anything you want us to talk about, any ideas you have, any suggestions you have, anything you just want to chat about. We'll gladly respond, like, retweet, anything you guys want. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hoopball podcast. You can find them at High Kona Coffee on Twitter, H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. Check them out on Amazon as well. And, uh, yeah, let's get into this. So, the lottery. If you weren't paying attention, the lottery this year was absolutely insane. They changed up the the odds for every team so that the first team, the, the worst team in the league, doesn't just get a thirty percent chance or whatever. And I am a huge fan of the new method. Honestly, as you know, I'm a Celtics fan. I just did not want the Knicks to get Zion. The Knicks didn't get Zion. I'm happy. Yeah, honestly, I, obviously I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm ecstatic. We'll get into that later, though. But I don't know if every lottery is going to be this exciting. But I believe at least one team will move up 
that's outside of the first seven every single year with this method. And we're off to a good start, obviously, because I honestly want to say that was the, the best lottery the NBA's had in years, or at least the most exciting one. And a lot of people are, are saying that this is going to deter tanking. I don't think it's going to stop tanking. Teams are always going to tank because even fifth, that 15% chance. And honestly, teams that are 10 and 50 are going to have no motivation to win the last 22 games because they, if they win 22 straight, they're still the 13th seed in their conference. I think tanking will always live. It'll just evolve and adapt to whatever way the NBA commissioner tries to turn to stop it. But the lottery, the New Orleans Pelicans are the number are getting Zion Williamson. Did you like unless they trade it to the Knicks for Anthony Davis, but if they, they would not they wouldn't trade their pick to the Knicks for Anthony Davis. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Imagine regardless, regardless they're getting Zion. But Zion did not seem too happy when with that he result, didn't. and I feel I, I kind of felt bad for him because like imagine sitting there with all your friends and like every the cameras just constantly on like it was awkward, it was clearly awkward and for, and for R J Barrett yeah and but it was cool to see the three of them sitting together like laughing excitingly watching the lottery and like. They never show prospects doing that usually. This is like the first year we've seen the prospects on the edge of their seat like going crazy when teams are jumping into the top four picks. John Morant was there too, but I didn't see him on a single... I didn't see him on everyone, television Everyone not once. showed the Duke Big Three in the front, and that's all they kept showing. The crazy thing is they called like... Um, Rachel Nichols called up Zion and RJ Barrett to the, the table to speak with the commentators and stuff. And if I was Cam Reddish... I would be kind of sick look, because look. you just get excluded. Yes, like, don't nobody yes. care about you. However, he did sign up for that when he decided to make a big three with the likely number one and two pick in the NBA draft. So True. And he didn't win a national championship. So, looking back on it, he probably would have gone somewhere else. But, regardless, he's still a top ten pick easily. Probably top five. So, the Pelicans, as of right now, have the number one pick. Things are looking up for the Pelicans. The Grizzlies got the number two pick. They're all, all reports suggest that they're likely going to take John Moran. Well, with David Griffin as the new GM of the Pelicans and them being able to trade Anthony Davis for either the Knicks, Knox, Robinson, and number three pick package, the Celtics, Tatum, Brown, two, three draft picks package, or the Lakers, Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma draft pick package. Things are looking up for them. They can be the the team of the future. Like what the Hawks and Suns are trying to do, they will be that. And like, let, let's say that they do, not even being biased, let's say the Pelicans take the Lakers offer. And let's just say the Lakers offer is Lonzo and Kuzma and the fourth pick. And Hart. Lonzo, Kuzma, Hart and the fourth pick. The Pelicans then theoretically could have Lonzo, Drew Holiday, uh, Kyle Kuzma, Zion Williamson, uh, Jarrett Culver, uh, someone at the five. It, they could have an incredible, incredible core. And although they probably won't win a ton year one, they are going to get better. That's how young players work. Zion's going to get better as the years go on. So two to three years from now, if they still keep all the players they get in that trade... They're a scary team. An extremely scary team. So, New Orleans Pelicans got one, likely taking Zion. The Grizzlies got two, likely taking John Morant. This is where things get a little dicey. Apparently, everyone thinks that this is just a three-player draft. 
with uh, R.J. Barrett, Zion, and uh, John Morant being the three surefire players in the draft. I'm not a fan of that notion personally, but it's it's a 50-50 split on who believes it is and who believes it's not a three-player draft. So the Knicks got the third pick, and I honestly cannot tell you what they're going to do with it. Of course, I if I had to pick something, I'd say they take jo- they take R.J. Barrett and just play it safe. But also, it's the Knicks. So I could see them, and reports are already coming out saying that they they're enamored. Culver, Jarrett Culver. Yeah, they're, they're Jarrett enamored Culver. with Jarrett Culver. And I, I believe that the Knicks do offer the best package for uh, Anthony Davis, even though the Lakers have these assets in the number four pick. The Knicks are going to offer Robinson, who will go next to Zion, and that's a nasty front court. And then they'll give Knox small forward. And then they have the ability to draft R.J. Barrett to pair with Zion. Frank Nudokina already wants a trade, apparently, so throw him in there. And then let's say they do all that, and then they're able to get a point guard like uh, Terry Rozier in free agency. That's almost instantly a playoff team by that, that trade alone. Or even with... They could do that. Or even with the, the third... Nah, there's no way they would take a point guard over R.J. Barrett with the third pick. So, yeah. yeah. They're going to pay... If they get Zion and they have the third or fourth I mean, they would pick, put Drew Holiday at the one. Drew Holiday's better but at the But then what two. do they do with R.J. Barrett? Isn't he a two? He'll he's come a three? off the bench oh, first okay. year. He he can be a six man. It's not like he's yeah. immune to being a six He's a man bucket man. getter, so... So, yeah. The, the Knicks got the third pick. Uh, the Lakers went from 11 to 4. When I tell you, I was watching this draft. I was on my phone, just BSing, not really doing anything. I saw 11. I'm like, okay, Lakers, about to go get some food, about to leave my room. I see 11 come up as the Minnesota Timberwolves. I went crazy. I was in a room by myself. No Question. one could hear me. Did you know the rule that if you don't get picked at your you spot, four, you jumped right? into the top four? I, I knew that. I, I wasn't sure of it, but I was pretty I was pretty positive that we would be well, a top four. It used four. to be top three. It's It changed now to top four. It used to be if you don't get picked, you're immediately top three. But now that the odds are different, they, they stretched it to four. Imagine and, being the guy that comes out with the, the, the like the, the, like the order. Yeah. And he just knows how everything works before anyone says anything. Like you can't crack a smile. Like who, who's his favorite team? Like, I'm not, <laughs> like I would like to be that person, but no, the, the Lakers got the fourth pick. We don't know what the Lakers are going to do with it. They could take Jared Cover, Darius Garland, Cam Reddish. Even Bol Bol. No one knows. Bol Bol. But I'm a huge fan of Bol Bol for the record. I also like Bol Bol. My dream trade, if I was the Lakers, would be to trade the fourth pick and whatever the Wizards would need to get Bradley Beal and the ninth pick and then take Bol Bol at nine. That would be incredible. But... The likelihood of the Wizards giving up the ninth pick is Would very slim. Would you do slim. Lonzo, Hart, Kuzma, and the fourth pick for Beal and the ninth pick? Uh, the Anthony Davis package for uh, Beal and the ninth pick? Not at all, no. I would want to keep Lonzo. I'd give you Ingram, Hart, and four. Not Kuzma? Whoa. <laughs> no, I You're wouldn't. not getting that, I don't though. think Bradley Beal is that, you that valuable. How, you don't realize how Why much Why would the lower? Wizards not do that, though? Because of how low Ingram's, Ingram's stock is low. You don't understand He's this. fine. He's no, perfectly he's fine. he's not. He I has under- the Chris Bosh vein thrombosis. He is not fine. He is not fine. He, it will probably come up again. Hopefully not for his career. But 
It will come up again. If I'm the Wizards, I'm taking Ingram Hart Why in the four. Why take the risk of having Ingram? Okay, if I'm not okay, then I'll ask for Kuzma Hart in the four. I'll give them Kuzma Hart in the four, easy. No, you need to give up. I'm Lonzo. not giving Lonzo. I'm not giving. If I'm the only, if I'm the Lakers, the one player that is off limits is Lonzo. Or you need to give up Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, and the four, and keep definitely just not. Lonzo. Bradley Beal's not that nice. That's an Anthony Davis trade package, not a Bradley Beal trade package. But you're getting Beal and nine. You're not. Who are we getting? It's a three player draft. <laughs> who, who are we gonna get nine? <laughs> now, what if the Wizards don't believe that? It's all in their GM's mind. Whatever it is. The Cavs got the fifth pick. Who knows what the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna do? I think it's ironic that LeBron still got a higher pick than the, the Cavs. The only thing that's safe is they're not picking a point guard because they have Colin Sexton. True. I'm sure that they would love Jared Culver or DeAndre Hunter. They're probably gonna take DeAndre Hunter. Find a way to move Kevin Love eventually. It'll be fine. On to the sixth pick. The Suns got. The sixth pick. And uh, I say they take Darius Garland. They're going Kobe White if Garland is gone. Yeah, I would say they take Darius Garland. Kobe White will be all right. I don't know that he... He has to be developed the right way, like most raw prospects. But he's a big scorer over passer. He's not as much of a point guard as like Garland and John Morant are. One thing is for sure... The Suns absolutely need a point guard. They've been looking for a long-term solution at the point guard spot for years now, and they just haven't been able to come well, up with uh, it. Well, I've heard rumors about them trading six and like TJ Warren to the Lakers for Lonzo Ball. So I heard that the Bulls want Lonzo too for Chris Dunn and the seventh pick. I mean, would we? Because then we could offer the Pelicans four and seven. But that, like, why would we or do four that? Four and though? six if you do the other one. But then we could also take Jared Culver. But think about it if you do the, the thing Suns is, deal. Though, why would we not take Jared Culver no, no, and Darius Garland? Think about it. If you do the sixth pick and do TJ Warren and the sixth pick for Alonzo Ball, you can easily trade Ingram and your starting small forward is TJ Warren or starting small forward is LeBron. But, or, or power forward is LeBron. Either way, because you were starting Ingram at the four half the season anyway. Or we could do that and then take Darius Garland and Jared Culver, and then our lineup would be. Darius Garland, Jared Culver, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and... Look, we're saying all this, but it's whatever LeBron... And Anthony LeBron, Davis. Whatever oh, no, LeBron James says goes. All right? Whatever True. he says goes. That's why the Lakers are going to wind up not picking anyone in this draft and having someone who can shoot. That's it. So, yes, the seventh pick went to the Bulls. The eighth pick went to the Atlanta Hawks. The ninth pick went to the Washington Wizards. Tenth, Atlanta again because of the last year's trade, Luka and uh, Trey Young switch. They have eight and ten, which is kind of crazy. I believe Atlanta wants Cam Reddish. I believe they'll end up with Cam Reddish in some way. I don't think Cam Reddish will drop that far. I think they're going to have Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes, if I had to say now, their two picks. 11 went to Minnesota, 12 went to Charlotte, 13 went to Miami, and 14 went to Boston. Who the- will pick Bol Bol if he's there. <laughs> yeah, that's what if you think. If he's not there. Robert Williams and Bol Bol, two straight years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's the end of the lottery. Although I have seen a lot of rumors about us picking Goga Bisadye, who's a draft and stash. Yeah, good luck with but, that one. Uh, we see how that worked with Gershon Yabusale and Ante yeah, Zizic. Dancing bear. <laughs> That's it for the lottery. The Nets have the 17th pick, the 27th pick, and the 31st pick, which is the first pick and in the Mark second round. said he will trade picks if necessary. I want them to pick at 17. 
I don't really care about 27 or 31. I mean, they could find a steal there. Oddly obviously. enough, 27 is the pick that they traded Kyle Kuzma. So, yes. I mean, hey, maybe they can get another. Maybe they can get make up for that mistake. Is it a mistake? Probably not a mistake because we ended up getting. No, it's a mistake. Why would they make that trade? Makes no sense for them. But, yeah, that's the end of the lottery. The Nets, this is the first This is the first time that they're owning their pick in this high of a position since they traded with the Celtics. <laughs> so so it's a, it's no, a that is crazy. It's a great time to be a Nets fan obviously. Brooklyn is going to be in the Anthony Davis trade market just as much as, as hard any as other anyone team. according to Chris Broussard. So but we'll get into that later. We want to talk about the Nets getting their front office absolutely poached. So Chris Fleming accepted the lead assistant coach job for the Bulls under Jim Boylan. He used to be he was the G League, the the coach of the Nets G League team and won G League Coach of the Year. So it's no surprise he got an NBA job, obviously. And then the big one, Trajan Langdon, the new GM of the Pelicans. He was the G League Executive of the Year, and he was the GM of the Long Island Nets and the assistant GM of the Brooklyn Nets at the same time, which is kind of wild. Yeah, that that's a tough job, but. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. What moves does a GM of a G League team have to make, if we're being honest? Probably just like talent acquisition. G- yeah, but the GM of the Brooklyn Nets is the one who handles the the people who get sent to the G League. True. So, what is he controlling with that? Like, I really want to know the requ- the. He probably sends the recommendations. Of a GM of the G League team. The thing with having a your assistant GM be the GM of your G League team is that. You get if let's say you do have an extremely nice G League player, you get a hands-on uh, like view and a, a bird's yeah. eye view of of your G League team. Whereas like other teams, you, you probably you have the advantage of having your assistant GM know exactly how good the good G League player on your team is. If that makes like the sense. The Nets G League team was amazing. They lost in the finals to in the three games. G League team, but. Um, Theo Pinson was, like, the best player on their G League team. Him and Big Sauce Allen Williams. And Theo Pinson was a big part of the Nets bench, even though he didn't play. he His energy was great. That was probably easily seen due to Langdon being the GM of their team. And, yeah, so this basically just shows how well of an organization the Nets were built as. They, were, they managed to... Absolutely, completely rebuild, having no lottery picks and making one of, if not the worst trade in NBA history. Sean Marks is making a name for himself as a GM. A big name for himself. And now the Nets will look to continue this rebuild and really strike heavy in free agency. Speaking of free agency, uh, a lot of big name free agents were in the second round and still in the playoffs now, like Jimmy Butler. Uh, Tobias Harris, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Uh, three of those players got s- dropped in the second round. So let's talk about the second round. Kawhi obviously had the biggest shot of probably his career. This shot will be shown like Michael Jordan's shots are shown today. Now, I was talking about this with a friend of mine. If Kawhi Leonard has another signature shot in this postseason, like if he beats the Bucks on a game winner. This can be the greatest postseason of anyone of all time. And what Period. makes you say that? He will end two series with buzzer-beating series-ending shots. 
And he has 30 almost every single night. And it's not like he's shooting a ton of shots like Harden does. He's shooting the ball well. Of course, there was a game against the Sixers. He took 38 shots the, the last game of the series. And he's guarding the team's best player. He is locking up. He's averaging over 30 points. And he's beating the entire Eastern Conference really by himself. Siakam is his second best player. And, and he's playing well, too. Uh, people might say Lowry. But in the postseason, Lowry is their third best player to me. Then he has Gasol for defensive help. But he's carrying them the way that Jordan carried the Bulls. So since Jordan, this will easily be the greatest postseason if he even takes the Warriors past six games. I'm not going to lie. It was great to see Kawhi hit that shot against the Sixers knowing that because we built up such bad blood watching the Sixers versus Nets series. And also... I felt no remorse watching Jordan and B cry. I'm sorry. As a Celtics fan... I also hate the Sixers because of last season when we beat them in five games. I just don't like the way they talk. They're immature. The way they play, their play style is not good. They're easily guardable. And then they decided to get Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris and think, oh, we're just going to run the East. And we'll keep talking when we play the Nets. Oh, that kid fight Jared Dudley. And then you cry when you get eliminated in the yeah, second I round. I felt absolutely no remorse for Joel Embiid. Yes, he's passionate about the game. And I yes, get it. he's the best, Every he's NBA the best center in basketball. Blah, blah. He's still lost. I'm sorry. No remorse. You had a good season. Get him next time. Process. Every NBA player is passionate about the game that they play. At least the good ones are. So, if you're going to sit here and absolutely joke on teams when you beat them, airplane, ha, 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 dunk on them, do antics on the bench, then, I'm not uh, going to feel sorry for you when you get clapped and you're crying. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to handle that well. I mean, he did embrace the crying after the fact, but... uh he he should have handled it a little bit better than he did in my I'm opinion. not saying there was a problem in the way that he handled it. I'm just saying personally, I didn't feel bad for him. Oh, I neither did I. I I think he'll be fine. I just I enjoyed the iconic picture of Kawhi bent down in front of all of his teammates. Well, I and said, Embiid looking in from out of bounds like, "No, please, no." What I said is because when Kawhi was on their side, like the Raptors side of the bench, I think it would have been an even crazier photo if he was on the Sixer side of the bench, where it's like him surrounded by complete 76ers players and he just bent down. That would have been sick. But either yeah. way, either way, that photo is going to go down to history. And- imagine if he would have done that in front of Sixers players, and then as soon as the shot went in, they all just started jumping him. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been crazy. <laughs> the second the shot went in, they just start body slamming him <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> would have been a malice in the palace in the seventh game of the second round. But yes, that's not the only storyline of the second round. Obviously, Kevin Durant went down. He is still yet to play another game since, what, what was that, game four of the series? Yeah, because the Rockets lost in six. So KD went, no, it was game five. It was game five he went down because they lost game six. KD went down. Fifth game of that series, the Rockets couldn't pull it out, and then uh, and uh, I'll have you know, Steph Curry finished out that game and the next game with a thirty-three point second half to end the Rockets season, and then went on to sweep the Blazers, averaging thirty-six point five points. He scored thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-seven, and thirty-six each game. Hunter's been waiting to pull out the Steph Curry stats, so I'm glad he finally got to get it off. I don't want to hear he's not the best point guard in the league. That uh, 
he's he's useless to the Warriors, blah, blah. He's the most important player on that team, bottom line. I don't want to hear otherwise. He changes the way teams have to guard them. And when KD doesn't play, they go back to playing how they played before he got there. With Draymond and him pick and rolls, and teams cannot guard that. I don't know why they can guard him when KD plays. They can't guard him when KD doesn't play. Yeah, uh, KD, he did go down. The Rockets still couldn't pull it out. The Warriors absolutely swept the Blazers without KD. So now he's... I don't want to say he's fresh, but he's definitely going to be ready for the finals. I don't see a way in which he doesn't play. DeMarcus might also play in the finals. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, KD's about to go into his free agency. KD's going to be a free agent. AD's going to be on the trade market. It's going to be a crazy offseason. Bradley Beal trade. Blake Griffin might get traded. Then you have all the crazy free agents. They're the draft, talking about. Zion. This should be an incredible offseason. Uh, speaking of the Pelicans and AD, like we said earlier, the Nets are reportedly going to be in the trade market for AD just as heavy as any other team, which honestly comes as a shock to me. Apparently, they're willing to trade D'Lo in a match and trade. And Jared Allen. So what they're going to do is any contract that D'Angelo Russell gets, they have to match it to keep him as an insurance. And then if they get word from Kyrie that he will come, they're going to do a sign-and-trade, basically, where they give D'Lo, Jared Allen, probably Karooks, and like two or three draft picks, maybe. That's a big package, but, I mean, the Knicks are, can do better than that. So, they're going to have to give up a lot for AD, and then they'll have enough money since they traded D'Lo. And by that time, they would have gotten rid of Crab's contract for this to work. Yeah, then they could get Kyrie. Alan Crabb opted into so his two-year deal. Essentially, they're going to have Kyrie, Anthony Davis, and no one else. And that's not a championship team. They'll have Joe Harris, um, 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 and those arms Spencer are exactly, Dinwiddie. They're, they're no, Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris, and everyone else is a free agent. <laughs> exactly. And AD's going to be a free agent next year. So unless they extend him, unless he agrees to an extension, then... Do uh, I think they should do it? No. I do honestly, I think they might do it? Yes. I, I hope they don't. I don't think that the Nets have the best trade package for AD. I do think that they have something working in their favor, which is that they have an ace in the hole, Trajan Langdon, the, the Pelicans' new GM, obviously used to be the assistant GM of the Nets. So they obviously have a great working relationship with him. So he might, I doubt he gives them a discount because that's his job on the line. I mean, hey, Derek Jeter gave the Yankees a discount for Giancarlo Stanton, so you never know. Maybe, maybe he will give them a discount, Things but I, happen. I doubt David Griffin would let that go down. And uh, I don't think the Nets have a better trade package than the but Knicks, the Celtics, or the Lakers. They'll have to give up D'Lo and Jared Allen. Is it really a discount? They'll have D'Lo, Zion, and Jared Allen. Like, a discount in the in the t- They'll in terms have D'Lo, of, Drew Holiday, Zion, and Jared Allen. I'm saying a discount in terms of taking their deal over a deal that could be better, such as the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell is the best player that anyone will offer them. Because he's an all-star, yes, but do I think... Uh, I'm not going to say here. He is the best player value-wise. I refuse to talk bad on D'Angelo Russell. He is Russell, the best so, yeah. player value-wise other than Tatum. I knew you were going to say that. That anyone can offer them. I knew you were going to say Jason Tatum. But uh, Jason Tatum is uh, not D'Angelo Russell. Become an all-star, then talk to me. That's all I have to say. Tatum has more value. Become an all-star, then talk to me. 
You were the one making all star game. Then talk to me. You were. How about we make an all star game? You, 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 all star game. You, you, Jason Tatum not in one. Okay. D-Lo, you were the one talking about value. Though. I don't think that the Nets have a better trade package. I think they probably would be able to put together the fourth best trade package in the league behind the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Knicks. So I think there are teams that can have better ones that just don't want to get him. True, obviously, I mean, but out of teams that get him, they're probably fourth. D'Lo was nominated for Most Improved Player, along with Pascal Siakam and De'Aaron Fox. Um, Fox isn't winning. It's, it's a two-man yeah. and Russell. It's they just had to race. nominate a third person just because. And oh, yes, De'Aaron Fox had a great season. He's a solid NBA point guard, but he's not winning that award. So. Not a chance. There's not a chance he wins that award. It's a two-horse race, and obviously the D'Lo stand in me, the Nets stand in me, wants to say. That D'Angelo Russell is going to win. Do I but, think he'll win it? No. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with... If I had to predict, I would say Pascal Siakam wins it. Especially just, because Pascal got more All-NBA votes than D'Angelo Russell did. So, that means the same media who voted for that will vote for that award. And they obviously like Siakam over D'Lo. So. Other other awards, Spencer Dinwiddie did get snubbed from Six Man of the Year. He wasn't even oh, nominated. So, what's crazy is... The Clippers had two people nominated for sixth man of the year, which is ridiculous to me because sixth man of the year is the first man off the bench. Exactly. How can a team have two first men off the Montrez bench? Montrez Harrell and Lou Will. One of them, if I was them, I would have said, listen, one of us got to pick. Like, who's the sixth man? It's it, clearly it's Lou, Lou Will. Will. And Lou Will's going to win it regardless of if Dinwiddie was, was nominated or not. But... It is what it is. Lou Will's. I just the don't award. understand how you can have a six man of the year award and put your seventh man <laughs> yeah. on the on the, uh, nominate your seventh man. Like, but that doesn't um, make sense. the the important story here is about the all rookie team. All right. So if you didn't hear, the NBA's all rookie first team consisted of Luka Doncic, Trey Young by unanimous vote. Those two only: DeAndre Ayton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Marvin Bagley, which is perfect. That's what it should have been. And the second team consisted of Shai Gilgis Alexander, Fine. Colin Sexton, Good. Landry Shimet, uh-huh. Mitchell Robinson, yep. and Kevin Huerter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Other than that, the player, the rookie with the most votes that didn't make it was Mikhail Bridges. He had 31. Kevin Knox had 22. Josh Okogie had 12. Jalen Brunson, 10. Alonzo Trier, 10. And then we get to Rodion's Kuruks, who had 9. Also... Josh Okogie got a first-team vote, and Miles Bridges got a first-team vote. That's all I got to say. Whoever voted first-team for those two should get stripped of that right. Because, yes, they're they're solid players. They're defensive-minded players. They're not better than any of the five on that list, and they're not better than half of the second team either. So, that that is just ridiculous. But, Karooks got robbed... Even if he didn't make it, he should have been the first or second man off it. He should not be seven deep in the people who did not make it. Not at all. I think I think Alonzo Trier got boosted because he is a New York Knicks and he was a good story. Probably one of the Knicks' best stories of this season. Jalen Brunson, he stepped in for the Mavericks. Josh Okogie played, what, 23 minutes a game for the Timberwolves? Yeah, and also he had to start a lot of games because there was a time where Teague, Covington, Derrick Rose, all injured. Their whole team kept getting injured, so he had to play a lot. 
Kevin Knox, also a New York Nick. He all played right, 28 minutes right, a game. All right, Kevin Knox is all volume. I'm going to get slack for this. That Kevin Knox, people think he had a, a good rookie season. Kevin Knox's season was so overrated. He shot 37% from the field. He cannot shoot. He shoots the ball too much. Yes, his trade value is still high because he's young. But until he consistently can give solid, efficient offense, I would not even want to think about trading for him. Kevin Knox, yeah. Kevin Knox, to me, I think he has... I value him more than Hunter does, but I also understand what he's saying in that his... His production comes solely based on the amount of minutes and the amount of shots he was allowed to take. Because he played 28 minutes per game, and the Knicks really had no primary shot takers. So they gave him the keys and said, hey, uh, take us where you can take us. And he obviously took them nowhere, but Kevin Knox's value is boosted because of the amount that he shoots the ball. Um, and then you have Mikael Bridges, who is just good 3 and D rookie. I have no problem with him being 11 I just think Karooks was on a similar level to Bridges this season to me. Since we're talking about all NBA teams and all rookie teams, you might as well talk on about the all NBA team. D'Lo did not get snubbed, but yeah, he didn't deserve to make it. But the fact that Kemba Walker was the last guard in, and D'Lo had a slightly worse season than Kemba overall, and the difference in votes was uh, Kemba got four second team and 39 third team votes, and D'Angelo Russell got three. <laughs> three three third total. Team. Three, three third total. team votes. Three. 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 The NBA first team consisted of Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, Stephen Curry. Uh, actually, Giannis had 500 first team votes. Him and Harden were, con- were the only two unanimous people. Uh, they each had 100 first team team votes and uh Steph Curry, Paul George and Nikola Jokic rounded out the first team, all NBA second team, Joel Embiid, KD, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and the all NBA third team, Russell Westbrook, Blake Griffin, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert and Kemba Walker. I'm just going to go out ahead and say it, saying LeBron James's name on the all NBA third team just doesn't sound right. But we said it earlier. He's not going to be. He wasn't going to be an, a first, an All NBA first team player, because players like Paul George are, are being nominated for MVP. Steph Curry and James Harden had incredible seasons, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is the likely MVP. So LeBron really had no room to be in the first team. When we go to other players receiving votes, like we said earlier, D'Lo had three total votes, all for the All NBA third team. He was tied with Dwayne Wade and DeMar DeRozan, and he was above Devin Booker, Eric Gordon, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry, and Lou Williams. The players above him were Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Ben Timmons, Clay Thompson, and Bradley Beal. All right, the guy who took the guy who gave Dwayne Wade a vote is an absolute clown. I, I understand it's his last season. Like I do appreciate the tribute, but did that Dirk is get a just vote? a little bit crazy. Dirk did not get a vote. So that guy was just a Heat fan. That's the bottom line. But what I will say. Is LeBron on the third team? He actually did deserve third team this year, but it's like new to see that. And it's a trend that 
he's on he will be on the down soon and the new stars are rising it's a new era we're coming into yeah i do think lebron is in for a, a couple like maybe two or three more yeah. 26 to 28 point per game seasons. his 27 8 8 line that he re- repeatedly gets which but... is crazy cuz he's already 34 years old so this man's going to be scoring 28 points per game as a 36 37 year old man like that's kind of crazy that's unprecedented in the and, nba um our friend had texted us when this list came out and said, how did Gobert make it over Towns? Personally, I do think Gobert deserved it because if you think Towns deserve, made it over him, that's just a box score thing because, yes, Towns is a 25-12 and 12 guy, but Gobert is the anchor of that defense. He turns the Jazz into a playoff team instantly when he's on the floor. That's extremely true. He's he's the best and most important part of their defense. Literally, he, exactly how you said it. He's probably the best defensive big man in the game. The Him be- or Joel Embiid. Yes, he's the best defensive center in the game. What happened to Hassan Whiteside? Oh, boy. <laughs> boy. Don't even get me started on Whiteside. He just got lost on the heat. He just got buried on the heat. He's one of those players who can block shots and still play no defense. because <laughs> True. He goes for the block, and if he misses, up, oh, made it. They made it if they don't. If he don't block it. And with that, that is going to conclude this episode of the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. Free agency is coming up. The draft is coming up. The AD trade saga is probably not even in full effect yet. Did you see they changed the free agency start time to 6 p.m. Eastern time on June 30th instead of midnight? Really? Yes. So it that's is. gonna shake things it up. It is midday on June thirtieth. That so is instead gonna of those shake late things. night signings. It'll be midday June thirtieth signings. At least we won't have to stay up till one a.m. Like uh, Hassan Whiteside signed a new contract. <laughs> we at least we'll be able to see it at six p.m. But yes, that'll do it for this episode of the Hoop Nets podcast. We hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes. You can look up Brooklyn Nets or Hoop Ball Nets. Either way, just subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Five stars, please. All ratings and oh, not all ratings. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. So make sure you go leave them. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoop Ball Nets. Get us to 60 followers because right now we only have 58. So uh, two people. <laughs> the next two people to subscribe get absolutely nothing. But we'll shout you out on the podcast. Actually, the next two people to subscribe get shouted out on the podcast. So make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow our Twitter account at HoopBallNets. You can follow us at individually. And give us some ideas of fun stuff to do. It can include 2K, rankings, anything you want. I don't care. I'm up for anything. And so am I. So make sure you give us your, give us your suggestions. Uh, you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Najee Adams underscore. If you don't know how to spell Najee, it's N-A-J-E-E Adams underscore. Hunter is at Hunter underscore J-K-R on Twitter. Make sure to give us both a follow as well as the podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you all next time. The Nets offseason is about to heat up, and we're ready. Later. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.